Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Talking to 
Oh, that's the uh, Fiomi. I say, I say. But, uh, yeah, I can't hear you as well as I would like. So I'm okay. going to introduce the rest of the guests, and then you start us off with uh, putting it in perspective. Because we all can, uh, you know, talk about ways that we see hatred amongst each other. But why do we see this? What's going on? What's the energy? You know, what what are the things that we need? So I'm going to uh, bring on 314 and let that person introduce themselves, and they'll speak after you. 314? This is Ayeli Kumari. Ashe, thank you, Queen, for calling in. Ashe. Ashe, I only have a little while, but I'll be here while I can. I know you said that your mother uh, is in the hospital, and we send all of our light and love and prayers for her to be restored to the health that will take her onward. Ashe. 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 So uh, we have one more uh, person online. I'd like to bring them on, and they're 347. And perhaps uh, Ye Ye Fayomi will let you go first, and then you can, you know, if you need to leave. But I would definitely want to hear your perspective on why we, you know, have so I much hatred for each other. I want to go first. Please, Yeah, Fayomi. Oh, you want her to go first? Hello? Yes, uh, three, four, seven. Yes. Yes, you want to introduce yourself? You're Hi, part of the I... Queen's Roundtable. Hi, how are you tonight? Good, My name is... how are you? I'm good, thank you. My name is Sherna Charles. I say, Sherna Charles. So you join the Roundtable discussion. We're going to start with Yeye Fuyomi. And um, she is a great uh, writer and uh, speaker of divine spirit of Ifa, Odu, and the mothers. So, Ashe, and um, would you start us off, Queen Mother? Well, let me me also start off with a, a small prayer. Ashe. A-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-wa-wa-la-
everything that is being said is said with your saint, with your anointing on it. This we pray in the name of Ifa Ashe. 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 So one of the things that I'm I'm looking at in terms of um, why we're so hateful to each other and what bothers me too in this is that I don't think that we hear each other and we all come from different perspectives and different backgrounds. Um, And when we go into disagreements at times, what happens is, is that we're not listening. We're really trying to get validation into what we feel on an individual basis rather than have some other kind of structure that helps us to understand each other. With this being an Ifa tradition or Ifa Arisha tradition, we got some different laws in place, and those are cultural as well as spiritual laws. And for that, a lot of times people don't know what those laws are. So, therefore, if you're telling them, patience is the father of good character, they don't know what you're talking about because they haven't learned what that is, and they're not really versed spiritually in in a lot of the nuances that, that are coming out from this tradition. So I think that a large part of what happens is that people, when, when they go into the arguments and other things like that, they don't, they're coming from also, let me say not no, they're coming from a place of fear too. Fear of not um, being enough, fear of not being validated, fear of of, uh, you know, of a lot of things that we don't even know half the things that a person may be in fear of. So that also comes to the table. Um, and so with that, we have to start to look at not so much why do we hate but how can we get to a place of peace and begin to understand how Greetings. can we get to a place of this. healing? Yeah. Wait a minute. I made a mistake. Excuse me. I touched the button I shouldn't have touched. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I always have technical difficulties. I'm trying to uh, put this That's together. Okay. It's the retrograde, okay? I see. <laughs> so, but that, you know, is is we still got to figure out how how to heal from this. And um, if we, we're talking about uh, we got differences of opinion from what denomination you're in. In other words, like uh, are you Lukumi, are you traditional, are you this, are you that? And really all that's not important as much as, in terms of systems, as much as are you willing to serve. And when you come into this, kind, any kind of religious tradition, what are you coming in for? What are you trying to get out of it? Are you trying to get soulless? Are you trying to be lifted up? Are you trying to develop your character? You know, what are you coming in for it for? Because sometimes people are coming in to be uh, to have power rather than empowerment. So that they feel valued. So it really depends upon what you're coming in this for. 
as well. And then at that place, when you're coming in from a perspective of priesthood, then what kind of priest were you told you were supposed to be? Um, were you supposed did you get this uh, energy, this ashe, this initiation, this alignment, so to save your life? Uh, or for your career path, to elevate that career path, to accentuate your life that way? Or did you get it to be a service priest, a community priest? And then, if it is for the latter, then did you get the proper training? And if so, in this tradition, that means that you know some of the fundamental things of what it is to understand Odui-Fa and what that's entailed. We know that Odui-5 is the sum total container of all things in existence. It's the encoded messages of Ifa. But as a service priest, that then you got to know some of the basics about that and some of the behaviors and code of conduct. we got all of that. So are we following that? Because when we go into dislike of this or dislike of that and people, then we're really outside of the parameters of what this tradition is about. It is about understanding. It is about knowledge. It is about wisdom. It's about compassion. Um, And even though there are some things that says, well, in ancient times they did this, but we have evolved too. Things are not the same way that they used to be 12,000 years ago. But some of the things that are are still in place. What Arumula and the Orisha intended for us to do and be was to grow with this. And how are we going to do that? We By following Odui-Fa, by knowing what Odui-Fa says, from Ejiobe to Ofun-She, 256 ways of understanding Oludumare, God Almighty. That's it. Okay, so those you know those those are some of the things. Do I you know? Does that mean that we don't get angry? No, we get angry. We can go off. You know, we can be very passionate about what we see, but there's a context and a way to do it, and that's that's the important aspect of this too. What are the what are the structures? How do we do that? And I think that would be part of where we're discussing tonight. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Queen Ayala Yanifa uh, Ifa Ayala. I'm sorry. Ifa That's okay. You know, I, I I agree. I mean, the core issue of why there is any hatefulness or a hateful acts or hateful words to others usually comes out of a place of fear. You know, the the nervous system, I come from a, a, a biology and a health background, and, you know, our nervous system was created to respond in cases where um, when we were living on the land, there were lions and other things, we would have the fear response, what's called the fight-or-flight response. And that fight-or-flight response would, you know, raise our blood pressures, our pulse, um, bring blood flow to the uh, organs and to the limbs so that we could run and so on. And you either decided to fight or you decided to flee. And that comes as a natural response out of uh, fear. 
when you see a threat to your being, your well-being, and so on. So we live in a society where many of us are fairly safe from being eaten by lions now, um, <laughs> although some, some folks you know, dare to go into the lion's domain and, and try to hunt and get caught up. But <laughs> for the most part, we're fairly safe. But our nervous system that develops still respond in the same way with that fight-or-flight response when we experience fear. Right. And the only way for us to begin to overcome that is to recognize that that is what the core issue is. Um, there is a a tendency to want to protect um, one's image. We all, fundamentally, at the core of our beings, we all want to be loved and accepted as we are. We all want to be um feel like we have purpose in the world and so on. Um, and the desire to be loved and respected or the desire to be loved and accepted rather shows up in many different ways in terms of sometimes people seek attention. Sometimes people do things, they, they do certain acts that they feel will get, um, you know, accolades and otherwise. And it's 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 a part of the human experience to do things to feel better and, and to, to appear better. And it's great. You know, we get a lot of benefit out of that. But there comes a point when we are in a path of spiritual maturity um, that we have to recognize that um, all of those things, those images and so forth are just that. It's an image. And that the real us is still here needing to grow. That which is within us, that which everyone else doesn't see. And everything, um, and this has been a core part of just my fundamental belief system, as we create our destinies, we also determine our lessons that we're going to learn this lifetime. And we encounter situations that force us to grow and to evolve, and that force us to see ourselves. Often what we see in others, we're projecting from ourselves. We see whatever it is that we think that we see, it's usually some type of reflection of ourselves and it's calling our attention to, oh, this part needs to grow some more. And often we don't like what that looks like. (laughs) And so we fight it. (laughs) We fight it thinking that this other person is so different than we are. (laughs) We're fighting ourselves. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So... You know, it's 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 a paradox, and I always say the universe is a paradox. It's it's got it's got jokes, it's got humor, <laughs> you know. And, and 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 the most you know humbling thing in the world is the real is to realize that or who that you have been fighting is really a reflection of yourself. Oh, absolutely! I say being mad because what yeah, make you, you see have to sit down and have a seat. I <laughs> say. <laughs> It's a lot of it's a lot of anger, and and I'd like to t- take and look at that from the post-traumatic slave syndrome. And I know a lot of people don't believe in it, but it really does amount to being again in a situation where the enemy or the masters are controlling your fight or flight instinct because Ifa is telling us. Stop fighting and work with yourself. Hold the mirror up at yourself and reflect the knowledge from within. And then you can bring it out and you can share it with other people. But if you are demonstrating fear behaviors 
anger and being generally a person of ill reputation, you know, by your words and your actions, you know, that Mm. you are projecting your fears onto the community to whom you wish to serve. Well, you know, there's another thing that with what you're saying, okay, there's two things. One with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic slave disorder, we're looking at historical trauma. And what that is, you know, what that literally is entailing is something that has not been healed in the community for over 500 years, okay? Some instances of it has been, but really... If we look at the whole culture of people who have been infected by uh, the act of slavery and okay. what came out of that, okay, then we still have to talk about that, that the oppression and other things are still going on. But we can't use that as an overall everybody's got this problem yeah. because people going at different le- different different levels of of maturity and different levels of understanding of self. That's where Ori, because we're all coming in with different ways of Ori. My Ori is different from your Ori, and your Ori is different from another person's Ori. Well, my Ori is better than your Ori. Right. We got all that other stuff coming in, right? It's ego. Okay. So, but we got... In Ori, Ori being the one that we're understanding, that head, that spiritual soul, um, if we're found, no do we find, then we're looking at what is it saying? It's saying that there's choices being made from Orun to Earth, to Aye, that there are things in this lifetime that you have to work on. Uh-huh. And gotcha. your Odu is is telling you what those things are. Your or my do is EDI soon. So with EDI soon, what is it that I got to work on to correct me? Before I can do anything, what am I doing to correct me? Uh, and then from there, what are my what are my weaknesses? Uh, so then you got the taboos that will help you to um, regulate your behavior. And understand about what what your triggers are, okay? If we're following, no, do we fall? Here's another thing. In our community, in the Ifa traditional community, you got to look at you're also, with with coupling with this alignment of Ashe, you got a situation where um, that Ashe, that Aloe Ashe, that energy puts a light on behaviors. And other people may see, but you don't see. So if you are, if you got an issue with uh, lying, okay, that's a good one. That you're not always as as truthful as you need to be. Everybody's gonna see that, but you. Until you get in perspective and you start to look at yourself, and somebody every time you turn around, somebody's saying, "Why are you lying? What's wrong with you? Why are you lying? You know that's a lie." And then you have to exactly. say, "Oh snap! Well, maybe I have an issue with honesty and truthful first with myself. What's the problem? 
But that's if you're going to be introspective, analytical. Uh-huh. That's something that not everybody is, okay? It's something that we strive to do. But that's something not everybody has. So we got to look at, you know, what does that mean for that particular old dude, you know, or any other old new. You, you are that reflection. Every individual that you encounter is a reflection of your behaviors, too. You know, I have to be able to see me and you and you and me. Okay? But we have to be able to see see the divinity. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Well, here's here's another side of that. Also finding the humility Uh to look at oneself and say, you know what, (laughs) I'm not perfect. Uh, and maybe I'm not right in this, okay? Because that being able to stop, look, and listen at at yourself and see, hold on, maybe I'm not right. And then go go humbly before Esau and ask Esau to reveal to you what you need to do in order for change to affect your life. Because it takes a lot of passion to be hateful and angry. It takes a lot of passion and a lot of pain to keep that energy going. So what do we do to help change that in ourselves? Or, here's the other biggie, when will Efa step in and do it for you if you're not doing it? If you're not making effective changes and this energy be... Something's going to happen where, whether it's you or in your family, something is going to happen that will make you sit down and and reflect. Why is this energy being expended here? Why am I doing this? It may come in in slowing you down in uh, other illnesses like, hip replacements and kneecaps and my back hurts, you know, because <laughs> stress goes into all these different places. Absolutely. Some people Cancer. have heart attacks, you know. That's it's true. Stresses. Okay. So we got to figure, you know, if we don't stop our behaviors, we have those other safety, you know, those other safety nets called Arisha or Re, your ancestors, Somebody's going, some, something of that spiritual force in this alignment is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hold up, partner, there's a problem here. And but you know, I think it's hatred. I, I hate to interrupt you, but I think it's hatred uh, that extends through us as a people, as a human race. There's uh-huh. so much hate. And, you know, a lot of times it's hate because the color is different. It's hate because the culture is different. You know, it's hate because the gender is different. You know, it's so much a hate tied up in our universe that we are definitely prisoners of our own fears and of our ego because the ego is the first thing that sets up a defense mechanism to say, it ain't me. Yes. Well, okay, we can also look at, you know, definitively 
there's plenty of old dudes that talk about that. And, you know, we we look and say hatred is the, the great dislike for others or something that they represent. You know, Feeling of animosity towards someone about mm-hmm. something that they have or that you see that may remind you of something you hate about yourself. The ego is very fickle. Yes, the ego is very fickle. And uh, as as a people and as IFA people, there must be something that would give us the tools to combat fear and egotism, you know, well, that's why we have Lebo, and we have we have if we have knowledge of of old Dewey Fox, we have knowledge of the the lessons that come out of it, okay? That talk about uh, the pros and cons of what takes place. You know the story of out of the Wilson Warrior, where uh, I think I we would talk about that earlier, right? I uh, yeah. yes, you know. Uh, about Igunungun going to um, uh, the town of Awoye on a spiritual mission sent by Romula, and when he got there, they jumped on him. They beat his they beat his ass. So you know, and all of that other good stuff, you know. Um, and he was there to talk about uh, the ways of Ifa and the path of Ori and and what we should do about being patient and and humble and having understanding, truthfulness, benevolence, all of these other things, these positive things. And they brought to him the opposite of everything that he had. He cried to Aromula to please come and rescue me. He cried for 17 years. Father, please, Father, come, come. They're killing me here. They don't want Ifa. They don't want anything about Ifa. And Arumila had had said, had kept passing him on, shining him on, like, it'll be okay, son. It'll be fine. I'll get there. Well, Arumila at the end of the 17 years had said, all right, okay, well, I'm going to go check on my child, Goon and Goon. And when he got to the very gate of the city, the same people jumped him. So now he's mad. He's passionate for real now because if I had known that they would ha- they would treat you this way, I would have. But, see, there's, there's a catch to that. A lot of times it's, it's the seemingly that... This is old due of, of retribution, and a Romulus is going to come down and and burn you. You know, burn my enemies up. But what he's saying is, is if I had known, I would have. And it was giving himself time to bring that anger down and to slow it down and to get it to a pace. Yes, he said, I would have. He killed you with my Irukari. I would have killed you with my Roque, but he never does. 
It's about taking the time to slow the anger down and to breathe it through, as some people would say more modernly, and to understand that patience is a total story. If you start to pull the layers down about patience, each year, Ogun and Goon had to wait. Ogun and Goon had to be endeavored to to persevere even when they hated him. He still persevered. He didn't leave. He stayed there, and they jumped, they screamed, they hollered, they did all these things, but he was there. He stayed the course. Mm-hmm. That's what it talks to you about. It talks to you about slowing it down and understanding about staying the course and having the personality to say, you know what, you're angry with me, but you know, I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to care about you anyway. I'm going to do what I need to do in terms of helping you to understand a better way to do this. Because what you're angry about? Because if I was telling you to have patience, because if I was telling you to be compassionate to your fellow man, is telling you to be benevolent to people, it's telling you good things. Your life will be better. It's telling you not to be greedy. It's telling you to love. Uh-huh. And yet you want to have all these other energies out here. It's not. And so a goon and goon, and then a roomless stayed the course. They endured. They persevered. Anyway, in spite of the fact that they laid hands on them. That's a big, t- you know, if you think about it, that's a big task. You know, somebody is trying is. to kill you, you know, and you're mm-hmm. still telling them to chill out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not about Don't take hate. your anger. Exactly. Don't take your anger out. Right. Be patient. Wait on the right time and the right energy to be exact. And... Just because you're getting beat up doesn't mean that you should kill or go to war with that person. You need to wait on what Arumala tells you. You need to wait on what Ifa is telling you. And Ifa will never tell you to do anything wrong. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. So you have to have, that's why there's so many voices in Ifa. Because your own interpretation sometimes is not the right one. Hmm. Right. It's only one perspective. It's one um, one side, and it's not the whole thing. No matter how right it appears to be, it's still only one perspective of a world of perspectives. You know, and that is that's a real important. You know, it's it's humbling. You know, we have to be humble because we have to recognize we don't know everything. We don't understand everything. And those things we don't understand can be the thing that hurts us the most. You yeah, know, absolutely. there is, um, you know, those are the things that make us weak. Those are our weak spots. And those are the okay. things that keep us from getting the things that we want and the things that we're we're, we're striving for. I've been um, kind of looking at, there was an Odoo that is one of my favorites because I kind of consider it one of those that talk about transcendence, you know, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a spiritual person in that I focus on, like, the growth of the soul and where do we go from here after we leave this earth. And so 
the Roshuni Wari is one of those that, that talks about um, omniscience, the divine of Orumala, divine for divine Ifa for Orumala, and he was told that human beings would come and ask him a question, and that there were uh, thieves and robbers and evildoers and so on, and they all went through Orumala to complain that they were tired of going back and forth to earth, and they mm-hmm. wanted to take refuge in heaven, and, you know, they didn't, they, they, they were just tired. <laughs> And Aromala said that they could not avoid going back and forth to earth until they had attained a good position um, that Odu had ordained for every individual, every individual, and only then could they reside in heaven. And he spoke about that as being the good position. And then they asked, well, what do we need to do? And he said, you need to confess your ignorance. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're ignorant. We would like to be given knowledge by Olodumare. And Aromala had explained that this is a world where we'll be full of knowledge of all things and joy everywhere, life without anxiety, fear of enemies, attacks from snakes, um, without fear of death, disease, litigation, losses, danger of accidents, um, from water, fire, without any fear or misery or poverty because, because your inner power and your good character and your wisdom is just that developed. And when you can restrain yourself, so these are the things that keep us, they keep us low, it keeps us down. And I think it's a thing that has to do with more, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a human thing. I don't attribute it to post-traumatic slave syndrome. I really mm-hmm. don't. Why? Because it's a, it's a hell of a lot of uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats um, up in <laughs> the Washington, D.C. that just as ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So That's true, but or everybody, in my perspective, everybody in this world that has lived in the slavery century is affected. They're affected. Their generation is affected, especially the victims oh, of it, yep. because we carry that negative energy amongst each other. If you look well, in our culture, there is a underlining thing that we need to make fun of each other. We need to beat one person, be a bully. We need to, you know, be the um, the the darkness out of the light in terms of choosing um, better choices and stuff. This um, slavery thing is really deep, you know, yeah. in terms of having low self-esteem. I mean, it's really, when you get with, with another spirituality other than uh, Christianity, that your ego is really um, worked with so that you can say, I might be, you know, okay, but I still have problems. I need to work on how I talk to people. I need to work on stop yelling, or I need to work on washing my hands so I don't hit somebody if I'm mad, you know. So it really does help you to eliminate those problems. They know the generational cycle of slavery and pretty much is in the inner cities and the country where slave people have been. And what happened with the Europeans is that they have another perspective of uh, slavery, which is entitlement and they uh think thoughts of supremacy where in fact you know that that is not the case 
So but you have all the. I would disagree too, but a little bit because I think, and I and this is why, I think that mm-hmm. it can't be a catch-all for everything. Now I understand the syndrome of uh, those who fall at the bottom that are pushed into the bottom of the well. Those that look down upon them are in the same position because someone from behind can push them. So we're we're still talking about yes. Uh, Everybody is impacted by the slave and slave owner. But here we come to what has taken place. What's the core problem? The core problem was always and about control. One right. trying exactly. to control another. Okay. Uh, exactly. And that had nothing to do with slavery as much as it had everything to do with power. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is about it had to do with power, dynamic. but power was used, and I hate to be rude, but power was used to uh, be supreme in the slavery market to claim it. But I understand what you said, and I I take back my generalization because some people have healed their sex, uh, um, their post traumatic slave syndrome or disorder. And uh, some people just have not. But I do see the roots of it in you know, our constant need to discredit other people. Mm-hmm. What, well, what, you know, I think it's a matter of, like, like I said, perspective, because we have to look at history beyond the context of slavery. We have to look at who we are beyond the context of the, the only the last 400 years. And we have to recognize that the core issues of who we are is not rooted in just the slave condition. Yes, there are specific things that that do reflect a post-traumatic slave um, disorder. There are syndrome. There are certain things that are there. But we also can't mistake those things that are just generally about the human condition, being Mm. a human being and the inherent lessons that come from it because people have been going to wars over land and power, whether it's just black people against black people in Africa Africa or otherwise and in this world. That's a human condition as opposed to just a racial condition. When we have to deal with whether it's happening on an individual basis or whether it's happening on a cultural basis or, you know, on a, or on a national basis or otherwise. Or ethnic, or whatever the ethnicity. Yeah, two polarities, two opposing right. viewpoints that are disagreeing for something and each feels that its perspective is right. And so exactly. much so that it wants to destroy that other perspective, regardless of what it is, because it is different from their own. And that becomes the root of, of how all of those things, whether large or small, happen. Because it's that perspective that we get so rooted in that we want to protect above all else, even at the destruction and of everyone and everything else. You become so rooted in protecting that ego, whether it's a cultural ego or national ego or personal ego or otherwise, that everything else, you're willing to destroy everything else just to be right. Just mm-hmm. for your point to be right, and that becomes the thing that undermines you. So everything you know, on the okay. microcosm reflects the macrocosm, and vice versa. There's nothing that is so, so different. When we're looking at it, we got to look at all of the different angles of how and why and so on. 
what we have showing up in our communities. What's shocking, what seems shocking more is that we have people, and I don't know, it's it's, it's the same. You're going to have people who have a great deal of information and a great deal of knowledge, but information does not equate wisdom because we still have lessons that we have to learn that we're going to go through, that we're going to be tested on, and I don't give a, a, a rat's ass what your title is or otherwise. You're going to have lessons like everybody Everybody got lessons. We Everybody has well, I, I, I said, I said, <laughs> And you, I get, you know, another thing too, uh, out of this is also remember that prior to slavery on in the diaspora, there was 500 years that Africa had control of Europe. Mm-hmm. That's a piece of that we always seem to forget about. Mm-hmm. That at one point, Africans controlled Europe and that was the whole jihad of trying to get you know get um okay. control of mm-hmm. Israel or at that time Jerusalem and other mm-hmm. things there you know you have Shakespeare even wrote about it okay mm-hmm. so the Moors the Moors mm-hmm. had control over all of it Spain Portugal uh Italy you know even all the way into some portions of Ireland. You know, you've got right. that. And so what are we going to say, that they don't have slave disorder either? <laughs> you know, Absolutely, because they were slaves too. Too, right. So it's a, power, it's a power, power bonds and how they are enacted uh, is something that, a dynamic that we all have to look at, you know, the power the over condition. model, I say mm-hmm. the power over model of civilization, and it's been going on a long, long time, centuries, thousands of years, this model, and it's time that we ascend from the ego and move into the spiritual energy of creation which is Absolutely. to do good for everybody. But let me and that's just why add, we look at I want to add some voices. We got a hand raised from one of the queens. I believe this is Queen Nadia. Greetings and blessings. Greetings. Greetings, family. How are Greetings. you this evening? I'm, I'm listening in and learning and vibing. And um, I didn't catch the show in its entirety, but just knowing what the topic is and and discussing it just about every day with uh, different people and different levels, I wanted to add that um, I recall throughout my journey uh, going through certain things with the ego and remembering back when it was essential that I got my point across or, you know, that... So I was able to convince someone to sympathize with my point of view. And as I grew spiritually and in other ways, I realized that that type of behavior for me was fear-based because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I can't get you to see the world through my eyes, then maybe what I'm seeing is not what I think it is, so that would cause fear in myself. That would make me more feverish in my argument about certain things. It's like, you know, it's just like unraveling. It's like you're going to take away my reality, my world, you know, and I think people, they they get so worked up 
out of fear. Sometimes it's cruelty. Sometimes, yeah, you say ego. But I, you know, just I think for the most part, people are just scared that their reality is not the reality of things, you know, and nobody wants to go in and have to identify now with, you know, choices they make and the way they think and the way they carry themselves. And it's it's really heartbreaking, you know, once you get past that point to now when you're with your sisters and they're constantly making derogatory comments about other women, you know, and just the cruelty that ensues amongst the sisterhood, knowing how critical it is that now at this point in the planet, in the universe, how essential it is that we come together and get past all of this stuff. You know, it it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but most of the time when I encounter the megalomaniacs and the sociopaths and things like that, it's because they're really scared. They are really scared that, there's a possibility that they don't know anything, that they're living, say, quote, unquote, a lie. And, and, and the thing is, is that they're so you saying the blue pill or, or the red pill? I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. I thought what you thought. Did you repeat well, that? Well, what I I'm said sorry. was is that sometimes with that, that's insecurity. And just like with anything, uh, if they're scared enough, they're going to fight back. Yeah, and so, it goes even deeper than insecurity, sis, because a lot of the fear that's induced in society um, mm-hmm. is chemically, they're chemically induced into this mind state. You know, yes. they're being affected. We are all, let me say, we are all being affected via our food, our environment, uh, music, our culture, uh, spirituality, you know, uh, cosmically, you know, cosmic alignment. There's so many different things that we're, bombarded with on the regular and if you are not consciously seeking um, balance and if you are not diligent at trying to be humble and compassionate you know and just evolve beyond the lessons that we're meant to learn in this life you can be subject at any moment we can we can backslide sometimes you know and we get caught up in that Mm -hmm. It's it a is. day-to-day process. It's, For uh, some, it's a minute-to-minute process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is um, you know, I guess here, then we have to actually start to ask, what are our solutions? What 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 is it that yes, we can it. actually do? Yes. To help in the healing process, because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you're working in this field. Uh, in the healing field all the time, some there are times when you, you there is an audience that hears and you see the work um, being increased in each individual that you work mm-hmm. with. But when you're working mm-hmm. with a mass of people and you're trying to get a, a message across to a certain group of people uh, and you really want them to hear you, you uh, in terms of change, changing your mind, changing how you think, uh, that mm-hmm. dynamic, uh, don't you want to feel better? Uh-huh. Right. We got to look at what are our solutions because like, we can go, we know that the hatred's out there. We know what the problems are and we actually know how they started. 
okay, and how they keep multiplying. But here's the here's the kicker: how do we get it to stop? Because now it's getting to a place where it's impacting on everything that's around me. It got real. I think it starts now. with self, sis. I, yeah, I really think that self. we as I'm individuals. Saying, I may know. Yeah. Well, you're saying how do we start? I can say for myself. Mm-hmm. I started to check my behavior. I raised my consciousness and my awareness because I would make comments and not be conscious of how it was affecting people around me. So the more I started to analyze myself, and I would say, you're making that statement because you're hurt. You're insecure. You feel a certain way about yourself. So mm-hmm. whether it be you're trying to uh, change the atmosphere in the room so that you're more comfortable um, whether you're angry at yourself, whether you're insecure, whatever it is, that's what prompted you to say that. And that's, you know, that's going past the deepness, like you say, post-traumatic stress disorder as far as slavery and all. I'm just talking about me as a person, the simplest place to start, I think, is in the mirror. What is your problem? And psychoanalyze yourself. Forget about, you know, picking up what's causing you. Why do you, and I realize, now, dear, you know what? Uh, you act like it doesn't bother you when people make uh, comments about uh, full-figured women or this, that, and other, and it bothers you, and the way it'll come out, you'll make a joke about yourself. Now, how does that make other women feel? You know, I was never really one to pick on someone like, oh, she's too big to wear that, or, you know, that type of thing. But I would make comments that are just not positive about our form, based on whatever reason. But at the end of the day, to me, it was so simple. It was like, just don't say that. Don't say that. Just like that. Like, hey, that's what I'm going to have to work on uh, reprogramming myself, but I can give a command immediately and it be obeyed. Right. You know, and that's what a lot of people have to realize. You, You might not be able to heal overnight, but you can shut up now. You can close your mouth now. You know, you can humble yourself now and don't attack people. Work on all that other stuff, beautiful, we're with you. Light your candles, meditate. I'm into metaphysics. I'm very big on a woman utilizing her power and all that good stuff. But that takes time. Let's do the immediate thing and Mm -hmm. do behavioral modification immediately on self. I'm going to add to that because that is a, a first, you have to first recognize that 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 everything yes, is yes, ma'am. You gotta recognize That's right. this this is a war that is not going to end <laughs> unless someone ends it. You gotta recognize that this is this Yeah, because the war is internal. Mankind's plight. Mankind's plight of evolution. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but after that, you know, after that in terms of bringing things back into balance because, you know, it's one thing that you recognize it and that is a start. But the next part is, is that many times we have individuals who re, who have impacted the community now. Um, and you brought in or other people have been brought in, whether indirectly or directly, into it. So we're all impacted by it, whether we have to witness whether we have to just look at it and witness it, <laughs> whether we have to, we're pulled into it to speak on it or otherwise. So that's a community okay. issue as well. Once it's brought out to the community, there are mm-hmm. two things that, that stand in, in to mind in, for me. Atonement mm-hmm. and forgiveness. Atonement Say that again. You got an A yeah, atonement and forgiveness. forgiveness. You ain't know. Yeah. You didn't know better, right? You got caught up. 
I was tripping. I admit it. <laughs> you know right. what? This is where I was, and we've all been there at some point. But <laughs> folks are taking us there. We can understand that. That's right? right. You don't have to, we, I've been there. You know, I, I have a couple of those posts, you know, just because you're spiritual don't mean that you don't have some issues, and y'all need to get out of my face right now while I try to balance them out. <laughs> That's right. So we've been there, you know. We we gotta let it. This is where it is, all right. And that that's that's the humility part, you know. And if we can put down just mm-hmm. a little bit of that, you know, to just say, you know what? Okay, I'm tripping. <laughs> I know they might be that's tripping, right. and I might be thinking that they tripping more, but I can't stop that. That doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm not tripping too. So that's the right. thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what? Maybe you know. Maybe I shouldn't have called you X, Y, and Z. <laughs> maybe that was the wrong thing to do, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the atonement and the forgiveness piece, and the forgiveness because we have to also recognize, right? Nobody is all bad, and no matter how crazy okay. and how you know jacked up that other person, um, said, whatever they said, we said some stuff too. <laughs> right. Well, also, what about shaming? Because there's a lot of shaming that takes place when somebody um, uh, displays that they are vulnerable or they have these these human flaws, you know, and things of that nature. There's a lot of shaming that comes into play. I find a lot of people can't even humble themselves and come back, even though they have the desire to apologize and atone. Right. But there's right. such a stigma put on that that you're weak or you're this, that, and the other. You know, the peer pressure, but even in the take, spiritual it, it community, it, it take a, you know. It takes a strong, growing person to sit there, a strong person of spiritual maturity to say, you know what? You know, because all shame is is the ego's tool to keep you doing what you're doing. Of course. Exactly. You know, fear. Don't you say sorry to them. If you say sorry to them, that's going to make you feel weak and so on and so forth. And I'm yeah. going to reduce this down to, like, you know, kids. <laughs> Don't you say sorry. Yeah, I know a lot of people, it's a badge that they wear. they bragging, like, I don't have feelings. I'm not affected. I don't care if I hurt you. You know, and, and, and I know what that comes from. Again, if you really break it down to its simplest form, that's fear. Again, here we go with the fear. You're scared. Well, you know, yeah, like you, you are that scared. fear has killed more people than death ever did. Okay. Absolutely. And so we had, and just understanding that that it is an it's an energy and I I'd, I'd like to say it's an Orisha and mm-hmm. its own it's an Ajagoon, uh that has mm-hmm. that kind of power. Um because mm-hmm. that 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 it is has everyone quaking in their boots. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the whole issue about respect. Respect has mm-hmm. taken on a whole different kind of connotation uh, where people say, well, they didn't respect me. Well, did you tell people how, did you teach them how to respect you? Yeah. We don't have those yeah, kind of conversations. Yeah, because you have to walk in your authentic self. First Absolutely. of all, anybody, people can can tell when you're not walking in your authentic self, so then you're not giving, you're not given or granted by them that type of energy, you know, you, you, yeah. it's not going to be a balance, you know, give and take. It, it's going to be an imbalance there because somebody's not walking in their authentic self that makes everybody uncomfortable. So now everybody's taking on these personas and different things to kind of assimilate, you know. Uh, so a lot of it is us. No, be you. It's okay to be you. 
um, you know, you don't need approval. You're beautiful, you know, and that type of thing. Just support. Like, we really have to continue to support each other, you know, okay. by being our own authentic self. I know just by me being Nadia, I'm helping someone else be their, their authentic self. I'm letting them know, look, I'm I'm called crazy, I'm called this, and all kind of silly stuff. That's fine. I have love in my heart. I'm not trying to do anyone harm. And this is me. Take it or leave it. And I notice right. that people slip right out of their costume, right. and you know, and they come out bare naked, naked soul. Right. And yeah, the whole energy changes. Absolutely. Everything changes. Absolutely. You said, it takes a lot of courage. It, it is yeah. a courageous act. It does, because we have a war being waged on us. It's a, it's a courageous act. It takes, you know, I wrote this this, this thing about um, Ogun a while ago. Well, not really Ogun, but all Orisha, but part of it had to be speak to me of Ogun. When you're able to break through your own illusions, face your fears, and own your shit, and courageously evolve mm-hmm. and manifest your best self. That's a heck of a lot of courage it takes to do such a thing. That's right. You know, That's right. You know, it's, 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 it's an act of rebellion of just to be yourself. yourself. <laughs> just to yeah. be yourself, it's considered an act of rebellion because everything yeah. in our society goes against us being our authentic selves. And then our parents or whoever's rearing us, they don't realize they're perpetuating that type of dysfunctional behavior by telling me what to think instead of how to think. Mm-hmm. You know, so allow me to come to my own conclusions and identify myself and recognize my place in this lifetime. But when you label me from the moment I'm born and your job is to rear me to be X, Y, Z, and then I pick up a book, that book is telling me who I have to be, that I turn on the radio, the song's telling me who I have to be, the TV's telling me who I have to be, then I come outside and my peers are telling me who I have to be, it's it, like you, it's like war. War is being waged on us from narrative. the womb. It's really called a global narrative because mm. you have a world narrative that's going to say what the collective consciousness is going to repeat back yes. to the individual. So that's going to be the prop. The it's not even a problem. What it is is we have to change the narrative for ourselves. It is individual. That's right. And when we change that narrative and we have the tools to change that narrative, then we are redefining who we are. We're saying, yes, the world says this, but this is who I am and this is what I am. And that goes back to your authentic self. Can you specify what some of those tools are for for the people? Because there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, they're talking good, but what are the tools? Can you tell them what some of those tools are? One of the one one of the tools is being in, first going back, being introspective. We've already talked about that, being introspective, um, mm-hmm. being able to know who you are. Meditative tools are also good when you are mm-hmm. able to sit down and deliberate and think about it step by step and not be afraid to touch places that hurt. Sometimes you might have to have help in doing that. Sometimes you might have to have help in identifying what some of those problems are. But being introspective, being able to go into self, being able to sit down and say, what hurts me and how do I touch that? 
it hurts me when I hear this, but does this hurt come from what place? What mm-hmm. is it that I hear you say? Okay. For example, um uh my child had one at one point we were we were talking and, and I said to my child when he was a child, eleven years old and I said, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing is kind of stupid. That's not what he heard. He right. Heard they never did that. He said, <laughs> "Mommy, why are you calling me stupid? I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying that some of the actions that you're doing right. are really not really conducive for your better health. You're not hearing me. So let's talk about this. It's about stopping when you hear things." That and you have to reframe information. That's another mm-hmm. tool. Being able to stop, reframe it, question it, and then say what it is. Because in dialogue, okay. things get lost in translation. When you're hearing that narrative come back at you, what did that person hear? In a spiritual context, we call that having somebody has has a spirit has his hands over your ears. Because you're cognitively not understanding what another person is saying. You might have other triggers in there. You might have other things that are keeping you from understanding. So it's taking our time to stop and reframe that information so that a person is able to hear what you're saying and you're being able to hear you. And that's a caring that takes care and um, just caring about other people, other beings, Absolutely. than oneself. That's... Because, you know, if, if you're the type of person that has convinced yourself that your your uh, safety lies in being detached uh, from the plight and struggle of others, you're not going to be sympathetic and you're not going to take time, you know, sure. to say, uh, I could have said that differently. You know, I, it took me one time I had someone, I loved her so much, my cousin, and we were best of friends. And one day she just said to me, why do you always embarrass me when people are around? And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, you always make fun of me. And I, that's when it started to dawn on me. And we were only about 11 when she said this. But I was able to internalize that and analyze myself and realize I do that because I feel insecure and I'm nervous. So that was my way of deflecting attention from me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from that moment on, after begging her forgiveness and telling her how much I love her and I would never hurt her, I never did that again. I made up my mind that I would never want to hurt someone. And and, and make them so feel the pain that I walk too. around with every day. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. that's key and the solution is concern and care for yourself and the other person. You have to Really look at your mission and your purpose on earth. Is it to bring out hate for someone else or for their behavior or for whatever? Is it about going around finding out, you know, uh, you know, people's secret and exposing it? You know, what is what is it about, really? You well, know, in terms of your 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 processing information about your own personal uh I guess motivation for your behavior. 
you have yes. certain situations where their people are in, in, in power plays, okay, to to do the negative, uh, to find one-upmanship. You're going to have that, especially with insecure people. Uh, or that that's just a given, okay? How do you counteract that? It's the truth, okay? If you're understanding your truth uh, and owning it and embracing it, and that's where you you negate those kind of things. It's like, okay, there's stuff about me that maybe I may not want everybody to know. I pick my nose, okay? Okay, I don't want everybody to know I pick my nose. Fine. But uh-huh. someone's found out that this is my secret. You pick your nose. Well, you know, the truth is, I do. Okay? Once uh-huh. you recognize that, embrace it, you take the power away. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. You know, if people will come back with all these kind of negative things to bring you down. The only way they can bring you down is if you let them. If you let them. If, you know, you got to know you. And in understanding and knowing who you are, you stand on that. And if you've had a relationship with the divine, meaning I have a relationship with Ola Dumare, I have a relationship and faith in Ifa and Arisha. I love Congo. And because Ogun has saved me on numerous occasions, I know okay. this life. Okay. So I have to rely on that energy to support me. They reveal certain things metaphysically so that I'm able to see it and say, okay, well, yeah, this is a part of my personality that I'm not too proud of. So what do I need to do to change that? The change started the minute you asked the question, what do I need to do? Ephi and Arete Medjia, Jayla Mary does say, you must stoop in order to conquer. When we are talking about stooping in order to conquer, it means that we must find humility. Mm. We must be able to say that, you know what, I ain't the big dog. I ain't going to be the big dog. There's going to always be another dog bigger than me. Okay. I believe in, in Oladumare and, and all of the beings of the universe. Well, guess what? By me believing that and knowing that, then I have to humble myself in order to to make it a better world for me and then mine. These are some of the things that we got to start looking at. Now, I just want to say, I want to just interrupt you to let people know that are calling in. If you want to speak, just press 1, because that way I'll know whether you want to speak or not. Because I have a couple well, of callers, but they didn't press 1. So Queen if Mother, you want to I, speak. Yes. Queen Mother, I have to, I have to um, leave now, um, but... I wanted to say I'm I'm so um, grateful that you're doing this show and the other sisters are doing this show and bringing awareness to this. I think this is a really big problem, and and it, it's more serious than people give it credit. It, it really undermines creation because we are the mothers of creation, 
And if we can't get ourselves together and stop attacking each other, how are we going to nourish and nurture creation? How is there going to be a balance? So I think it is wonderful that you have the show. I'm sorry that I, I can't stay because I have a reading to do, and I want to thank, I know she's listening. Thank you for being patient. But, um, this, you know, this, this is such a big thing, and I hope that um, you do more shows on this topic and give the sisters a forum to vent and heal and comfort each other and to share wisdom with each That's other. Good. So I, I want to thank you. Uh, sisters, for even allowing me to call in this evening and participate briefly with what it is that you're doing, and um, you know, God is willing, I'll I'll be there for the next show. I'll say, I'll say hopefully, the next show is next Friday at the same time. I'm I'm yes, trying to uh, be more consistent, so I recognize my own faults and my own fears, and uh, I definitely want to be more consistent because. We need a forum where we can speak to each other with love. Yeah, I, I love Tia. I love you so much. I want you to know that, and I think of you every day, and I'm with you spiritually, and you're in my prayers and my practices. You know, when I conjure, I have you next to me in spirit, uh, <laughs> pushing me on and through. So, you know, I, I, I got to go, but I want you to know I love you, and I love what you're doing. Well, you know, I love you, and I love what you're doing. And thank you for sharing with us at the Queen's Roundtable. And you are always a welcome guest to uh, share your perspective. It's always fascinating and full of love. I share. I share. Thank Thank you. you. Good evening, sisters. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Okay. Yeah, they, well, you know, there's um, a, um, uh, when we talked earlier about courage, there's a verse that's coming out of uh, Obeyeku that, that says that courage also can be not just individual but a collective force because it says courage, courageous cannot initiate himself into Ifa. The wise cannot award himself a chieftaincy title. A sharp knife cannot fashion its own handle. These are the five declarations to Ogbeyeku, who organized all of the Omalu in a systematic manner. He was advised off the elbow. He complied not long too far. We join in the midst of Iray. It really talks and says that sometimes we need help. And it takes a collective voice. When we see things of anger and, and fear-based issues, it, one individual is not always good enough to to stop the foray. Mm-hmm. But if we work as a collective voice, if I see something is wrong and I say something about it and nobody else says anything, then it doesn't have the same impact as if all of us say, you know what, this ain't cool. And this is outgoing, you know, this is something that's damaging all of us. Can we together stop this? Come to a better conclusion. Come to a better, let's let's find other ways to handle our business. That's what courage 
does not come just individually. It comes as a collective. And I think that if we do that, we'll find that we'll have less and less instances where we're faced with these kind of things in our world, okay? Because even if it's just in our world, if we can get that functioning, that 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 energy to stop, then we'll find that we're planting seeds of it as, through our example and how we model this, you know. Huh. So it's something that I we see. need to, you know, because we don't walk alone. We don't, you know, uh-huh. it, it takes all of us to say, uh-uh, we ain't going for the yoke dough, you know. When do we do that? And I think that's, sure. that's the next question, you know. Well, I I think that you're absolutely right, and we do need to talk about when we do that. But I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to tell people about our fund at GoFundMe, which is oh, yeah. for the elders. And I would definitely want people to know and support it because the elders, Really, we have to have a base of operations. We have to be able to pass the knowledge forward. Absolutely. And if I, here it is, it goes back to we have priests that have been working the majority of their life. And a lot of times people don't recognize that in, in our system here in the diaspora because it's recognized in other places. But here in the diaspora, and particularly in the United States, um, there seems to be this idea that uh, priest priest work is not not necessarily work, and it is. You have many men and women who have been working from their early teens or even twenties, raising families, but also being priests in this community. And now when they are hitting their majority, they don't have the same type of um, care uh, that uh, they should have in, in terms of being able to uh, to support themselves or uh, being able to keep their lights on or being able to even have food or enough food. So the fund that's the the go to me uh, the go to me fund uh, that's on Facebook now is supporting that and and it's only they're asking what three dollars per person uh, mm-hmm. to put into the fund to build a fund so that we can address the problem of our elders our elder priests who took care of us to be taken mm-hmm. care of. If we don't take care I of see. each other, who is? Uh-huh. And you know, also and so that we value. can use the skill. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying that, you know, we have to look at what priesthood actually means and and okay. how important. These are people who are counselors. They are, they are the community griots. They are the community psychologists. They are the ones who are bringing and pulling negative energy off of people and taking it away so that person's life is in alignment and in their whole, 
they're taking on all of that for themselves. And uh-huh. and being able to make medicines or heal people of of things through the work of Ifa or Orisha and at the same time are we valuing our elders that way? Are we telling them, you know what, you've worked so hard. Let me give back to you. Let me help take care of you. I mean, even not just with this fund, but we need to take a look at how we care for our people. Are we taking the time to even call somebody up and say, are you okay? You doing all right? Do you need me to come over and wash some dishes for you or something? Do you need me to sweep a floor for you or something, you know? And do that in the name of Ifa and do that in the name of whatever Arisha that you are carrying. You know, that is something that we need to start doing. We need to start being mindful and living in mindfulness when it comes to the people that are serving us and serving us well. So hopefully everybody would... It's about practicing what you preach, but more importantly... It is about the law of return. You know, we offer sacrifices in exchange for blessings. We uh, we give to receive because everything is a cycle. Everything that you put out, it returns back to you. Everything that you send out into the universe is going to come back full circle right back to you. What you do to others will be done to you. So I'm sitting in a place where I'm taking care of my mother, my grandmother. In fact, she raised me. She's 88 years old. She's totally dependent on me, just like I was totally dependent on her when I was a baby. It's come full circle. At this point, when I was helpless, I I needed her, and now I'm here to give back to her because that's what you do. Why? Because I also have a daughter. I have children, and I fully expect them to make sure that my little half behind is taken care of. Okay. Well, I have daughters, and they do take care of their mother. Give and you come. You you give and it comes back, and you give and it comes back. But you cannot say that you're about the community and that you're about this. You you can justify all of the things that you do and not have compassion for an elder who's hungry. You can't sit here and tell me and and, and salute all the different ways that the drum beat goes and the dance goes and this exact way that you got to do this and be all this technician, but your everyday life doesn't reflect love, compassion, and care for those, okay. not just those who gave to you, but for your general, for your general elders in general. You're not Absolutely. really different if you pass them off. You know, that's just a total Western mind that is totally outside of, traditional ways, indigenous ways, all over the world. Absolutely. We're the only people that don't okay. take care of our elders. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's... People in the world. Now, that might be a product of post-traumatic slave disorder. I can't understand that. You 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 will be treated the way that you have treated others in in, in, in every way. And, and so it's gonna come back at some point. And that's this you know, that to me you don't talk about good character if you're not willing to make an attempt to walk it. Absolutely. And that's something okay. that, you know, hopefully we're, with every time that we bring the subject up and we bullet point it across, you know, internets and other things, um, other mediums of communication, 
that we're we're praying deeply for that change of mind to come to people to say, you know what, I need to do this because it's the right thing to do. We need to bless each other. We need to sow those seeds of, of compassion and care for each other, you know, and to call on that energy and to to deliver it in a way where people would say, you know what, that's the right thing to do, and do pay it forward. Um, it's, it's the same thing with whatever uh, we do, with, not just with our elders and, and um, elder priests and our, our parents and stuff, but, like, it's also soul-to-soul, looking at our children, looking at our grandbabies, looking at, you know, volunteering to do other things in our own community. There's so much that we have to do here that as priests that we can actually change by just starting and taking that first step, that compassion, that courageous step and as a community, as a community, a small community, but it's still we push that forward. So I'm hoping that uh, people will, you know, kick it up a notch and, and send some send some money to start, to, you know, to help this fund grow. And I think that at the end of the day, we'll all be. It'll be something that we're all very proud of. And that's because we'll have a community chest to take care of the elders, and in terms of not just their basic needs, but also to get out their uh, skills and their training so that they can help other people and pass it forward so that the youth will have what the elders already own. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do is to continue to um, monitor our own behavior and question whether we're living on this planet to do good or to create chaos. You know, and chaos and hate and all of that, that all that work together. So we mm-hmm. have to come out of the negative zone and begin to show love to each other. And, yeah, yeah, I like what you said about, uh, and uh, uh, Queen Ayala, you said, uh, what was it? Um, uh, You said, uh, what was the word you used? Forgiveness. Which one? For healing or... Well, you know, the thing where you said, um, uh, I, I forgot the first word, but you said it was forgiveness, but the word you used atonement. was atonement, atonement. Uh, accepting your own incorrectness. That's it. I mean, like, embracing that, it's, it's important, you know, it goes back to self-analysis, you know, uh, being self-analytical. I ain't perfect. I'm not seeding in the seed of perfectness, okay? So I'm striving to do better. I'm striving to be a better, a nicer person. Um, so in doing that and striving to do that, I, it's it's a work in progress and process. I have to be able to end that because I know I've done something to hurt somebody else. Matter, I could tell you to the second 
where I did something to hurt somebody, and it may have been a little deliberate at that time because I was pissed off. And I found a, a weak spot, and I took the shot, and I felt bad about it after I took it, you know, because I wasn't being into my into my spiritual self. I was being in that passionate human character stuff that I knew was wrong. Okay, I said, embracing well, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to, to break be, you up. But mm-hmm. we only have two minutes and twenty four seconds. And oh, I you definitely want you queens. Yes, I would love for you queens to again share your name and how people can get in touch with you, what you do as quick as you can with two minutes. <laughs> okay. I'm a lawyer, Fayomi Faladay, I will rainy. I'm from the Ile Wonson room, the Mimo Temple in Phoenix, Arizona. Six two three eight four nine seven one seven nine, and I am the senior priest here. I said. I'm Ayale Kamari. I can be found at www.ayaleayelekumari.com, and my number is three one four eight two seven heal, as in heal your body. I say. I say. So I want to thank y'all. This was. A magnificent discussion about the hatred in our communities and why we hating. And I think that we talked about solutions and we gave people a really grand way. I think atonement and forgiveness kind of set it all. We got to look back at ourselves and see whether or not we're operating from love, from the themes of love, compassion, and caring. So. I salute you both, as well and as we Nadia, <laughs> I say, for uh, allowing you know your 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 magnificent uh, words to touch the ears of the listeners. We love you, listeners. We thank you for listening. Tune in next week where we'll try to have another Queens Roundtable and share the magnificence of Queen. Yay, yay for Yomi and Queen Ayala Kumari. So I hope I, I say everybody's name correctly. <laughs> I say. I say. Have a great so, night. Uh, Odabo. Take care. Odabo. Odabo. And uh, prayers for everyone to have a magnificent week. I say. I say. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.